evening and welcome to the Daily Roto Podcast. This is Tony Sincata, of course, from Daily Roto. You can hear the podcast every Monday through Friday. And we have a great program lined up for you. We're going to talk to a couple of guys uh, that were victorious in live event finals for both FanDuel and Fantasy Aces. And I think that everybody out there in the fantasy community is thriving to take place in these live events. So it's going to be interesting to find out how the guys went out there and qualified for the big event. And then secondly, how they felt about their success once they got there. And first off... We have the FanDuel Fantasy Hoops champion for the 2014-2015 season. Jesse, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Jesse, I wasn't going to attempt. It's going to start out to be honest about this. I wasn't going to attempt to say your last name without uh, screwing it up as we first talk. So how should we pronounce your last name? It's Lahamadu. Lahamadu. All right, there we yep. go. I can get that now. Now, Jesse, it's interesting. You won the the uh, FanDuel Fantasy Hoops Championship, and there were a lot of big names in this event. How long have you been playing daily fantasy basketball? Um, I would say pretty close to three, four years now. Um, three. Yeah, three, four years. Uh, more seriously, maybe the last two, two and a half. Okay, but, so for the all right for the listener out there, what made you? What was the jump where four years ago you first started? How did you first get involved in playing daily fantasy basketball? Um, I remember it like yesterday. I saw an ad on Facebook, one of the Matthew Berry Draft Street ads. Checked it out. It was one of the Thanksgiving free rolls, and I plugged the team in, and I remember sitting there thinking, "I'm like, wow, this is." This might be something I really like. And I remember calling my brother, check it out. Kind of just went from there, you know. But so you went from there. Instantly. Yeah, so you saw the Matthew Berry free roll. You started playing over Draft Street. And then you said you got to a point where two and a half years ago you started taking it more seriously. Tell me what made you take it more seriously and what does that encompass? Like what did you do differently from when you first started? Um. I think the reason I started to take it more seriously was, frankly, my, my financial situation. You know, I wasn't making a lot of money. You know, I said in my my post-win interview, there was, a, you know, a, a three-month stretch where I was walking to work because I couldn't, couldn't pay my rent and get my car fixed. So got to the point where I was like, you know, is this something I can keep pumping money into and not, you know what I mean? I just didn't have that side income. So right. I remember that football season, I just was like, you know, got to really get into this, and, you know, the money means something. So I went through that first football season, did okay, nothing crazy, and then I had my first maybe big hit in basketball that year where I, I won two tournaments in one night and won like 8,000. Um, kind of just went from there. I had some... A lot of success over the last couple of years, but you know, kind of just built it up slowly. You know, it's I really stayed. I think the big thing is staying within your bankroll. I think that's the biggest thing. I, you know, you got to have discipline. You know. We're speaking to Jesse. Yeah, we're speaking with Jesse Lahamamadu from the FanDuel Fantasy Basketball Championship, and and that's a great story. You talk about staying in your bankroll and, and eclipsing that first event. Now, do you use this? as your primary source of income now, or do you still have other work uh, outside of 
playing daily fantasy sports? I do have a job, but I would say for the last year and a half or so, it's probably been the main source of income for me. Um, this is obviously the biggest, the biggest score I've ever had, you know. Um, but I had a couple of, you know, 10K here and there type scores, but nothing huge, but it's definitely helped, you know, financially with my job, but. Great, great stuff. Now, FanDuel, of course, does everything first class. So have you qualified for any live events prior to this one in South Beach, Florida? I haven't. My brother did. I was his guest a couple years ago at Draft Street football event, but this is my first live event that I've ever qualified for. All right, so you go down to South Beach, and i got to ask you, you know, I, I've been to a couple live events. I have not participated. was covering them uh, for the various sites, and it's a great atmosphere, and some people go down there to have a good time and get a little crazy, and some people have a good time, but they're there to take the championship. What was your mindset going into the uh, FanDuel event? Um, it was weird because I didn't know what to expect really when I got down there. And I was surprising to myself. I felt pretty relaxed. You know, I wasn't, I honestly didn't, I set a dummy lineup the night before when we were able to access our teams. But I didn't look again until about five, about two hours before the contest started. I just, you know, I have experience. I've been able to make 50, 60, whatever lineups within three hours. I'm like, I don't need to stare at the computer all day to make one lineup, you know? So I felt relaxed. I went down here. I mean, my goal was to definitely win. But, you know, I... I tried to not overthink it. I just went and relaxed. I mean, it's right there in front of you. You know what I mean? You just got to see what comes. I mean, most of the most important news comes after 5 o'clock. But I would say my mindset was just to enjoy the trip and, you know, whatever happens, happens. But. Let me ask you a question that I, I encompassed when I was at the Fantasy Aces Basketball Championship. There are a couple guys there that mentioned that they play so many different lineups a night that they were really nervous and sometimes anxious about putting one lineup together. Did you feel anything similar to that when you had to put one lineup together for the championship? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the last the last hour especially, um, I was in between three or four probably lineups. I mean, I, I think I entered a few of them into some other high cut just in case, you know, it's the weird thinking I have, but absolutely. You just, you're trying to get that perfect combo, especially for something like that. And, you know, I had a few I liked, but unfortunately I, I settled on the right one. You know, I, but yeah, for sure. You can definitely, when you make a lot of lineups, you can definitely, and you only have one to pack. Absolutely good. Uh, good speaking to yeah, we're speaking to the FanDuel Fantasy Basketball Championship, Jesse Lahamundu. And, Jesse, got to tell you, 
it's interesting. You go down there, and I'm looking at some of the guys that you uh, competed with in this big event. Uh, a lot of names that the people are in the uh, fantasy uh, industry are familiar with. Gannendorf, of course, our own Drew Dinkmeyer was in it. Mick Jester, uh, one of the guys that are a great basketball player. Now, had you met these guys before? I know you've met them in the uh, FanDuel lobby trying to play for some of these big titles. I met I met Drew at the draft street event when my brother was in. I want to say that might have been it that was there, but no, I mean, that was pretty much it, I believe. But yeah, it's a totally yeah. loaded field. It was it was a totally loaded field. Now, what about the events that FanDuel put on outside of it? Did you guys do anything fun? Did you go out to eat? Uh, did you have any uh, 40-odd dashes or maybe a weightlifting competition? <laughs> no, nothing like that. They had a, a nice happy hour the first night. You got to know everybody. Um, then, obviously, the viewing party that night. And then the next day, they threw a really cool, um, like, kind of a poolside thing during the day. It was fun, and people could finally unwind, I think. It was you know, a pretty stressful day and night for a lot of people. And I think that was the right idea, having something relaxing during a day like that. It was fun to just mingle with everybody, you know, with no one thinking about the tournament coming up and stuff like that, you know. What would you say to the listener out there that's never played daily fantasy sports and they're thinking about jumping in, but they're a little intimidated. What kind of advice can they get from a champion to go out there and participate in these events? How should they go about it? Well, I would say first and foremost, you know, you got to start off slow, you know, find out what kind of a player you are, you know. I mean, there's cash game guys, there's tournament guys. It's just finding out who you are and, I think the biggest thing is finding these sites like um, like Drew's site uh, where, and, uh, you know, just the other sites like that that are great. But um, it's really, really good to find those content sites that can really help. I mean, Drew's site is great. Content those guys give out can help anybody. Now, let me ask you, do you only focus on basketball or do you play multiple sports? You did talk about a little football, but everybody plays football. How about... How about uh, uh, hockey? Uh, do you play any uh, uh, baseball? Do you play any MMA? Maybe golf? We just had a million dollar winner. How far do you go? Uh, I, you know, I, baseball. I I played season long forever in baseball. Last year was my first year getting into the DFS. This year I'm going to be a little more full go on that. Um, I do like to dabble in golf. Golf is fun, um, but that's pretty much it. No hockey for me. Um, MMA, none of that stuff. Now, I got to ask you. Now, you won $100,000. Are you a single guy? I am. Yep. So, did that make you more attractive with the ladies or how did what did the 100,000? Yeah, it was weird. I, I definitely got a little better looking overnight. <laughs> but uh, you know, I went from a 4 to a 6 overnight. <laughs> but uh Now, uh it's been fun, you know, it's the the people you you hear from her. It's a, it's been an interesting couple of days. I will say that. So a lot of well let me, of course. But. Yeah, so one more thing. There's a lot of talk out there now with all these big tournaments, and there's more. I mean, FanDuel looks like they're having a baseball world tour. Uh, of course, we're seeing DraftKings, and they're great to attend. And Fantasy Aces uh, this year is having a home run hitting contest at the Angel Stadium. Mm-hmm. One of the things, though, I hear from guys that have played in this industry for a long time 
is that you could actually lose money chasing these uh, live event finals. How do you go about it, and how do you stay? And you mentioned the bankroll. How do you stay within your bankroll trying to chase down some of these events? Absolutely. I mean, that's one of the biggest things I think you can tell a player, like, that's trying to come out that maybe a new guy, you know, I think it's important not to get blinded by some of these live events. I mean, they're great, you know, and, I mean, I've had an okay little role the last year and a half, two years, but it's like I was very careful. You know, I just, you can't qualify for everything. You know, you can really lose a lot of money trying to qualify for these events, you know. I think it's okay to set something aside, but you got to stay within your means on that because you absolutely can. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's tons of guys that go to these things, and you see them qualifying for a lot of events, but I'm sure a lot of them, they're losing money. You know, so I think that's a huge thing for anyone that sees these and like, oh, I want to get there. I mean, I didn't, I was a single bullet in the most of the qualifiers, you know. It's just something for me, like, yeah, I'd love to go, but, you know, hopefully now I'll be able to play more. But I would say, for the most part, you know, be careful on these because it's easy to get, it's easy to get blinded by how awesome they look. And they are awesome. I mean, it's what every player probably wants, tries to be at, you know, it's, but they can, they can get away from you. They, you know, because the payouts in a lot of these things, if you don't win, aren't very good, you know, so all the money is going to first. Um, yeah, that's definitely, the, yeah, know? that's definitely the case. Jesse, here's the thing that I, I get a lot of guys that listen to me on Sirius XM, uh, Fantasy Sports Radio, and, and they go on a Twitter and they say, hey, you know what, I just won 500 bucks, I just won 2000 bucks, And they're not big players. And the first thing I try to tell them to do is, you know what, don't up your game too much. Like, don't go from a, a $2 player to a $100 player because you had one big win. Now, how do you go about it now that you've won $100,000? Um, yeah, I agree. I would say get that su- sustained uh, success at what you're comfortable with before you move up. I mean, obviously my play will increase a little bit, but it's not going to be crazy. You know what I mean? Like, I want I want that night to be the start of, like, a, you know what I mean, a life changer for me. I don't want that night to ever become something that I look back on and regret. You know what I mean? So definitely staying with, you know, keep doing what you're doing. and I'll definitely up my play, but it's it's something I'm very cautious about, and I think that's the biggest thing for any player discipline. I, and more players probably go broke because of that. Great, great stuff. Yeah, great stuff from Jesse. Jesse, Absolutely. I wish you continued success. And, Jesse, I hope we can have this interview uh, soon after you get, uh, maybe you know slam home a baseball title. Hey, that would uh, definitely go. I, I, I don't plan on stopping, and I, I hope I, success keeps going. I'd love to talk to you again. This has been fun. All right, great stuff there. There you have it live from the FanDuel Fantasy Hoops champion right there for 2014-15. Went down to South Beach and absolutely got it done and came home with a check for $100,000. You listen to Daily Roto Podcast, Tony Cicada, and we're talking to winners tonight. It's all about the winners in the daily fantasy industry. A celebration, so stay tuned, and you'll see who comes around next.
Tony Sagata back with the Daily Roto Podcast. And, of course, make sure you head over to DailyRoto.com and get all the information, whether you're playing Daily Fantasy Hockey, uh, Daily Fantasy Basketball, Daily Fantasy Baseball, and, and get it done, my friends. I hope you guys are uh, having some luck tonight. As uh, Baseball's been a tough week for me. I, uh, As I talked about on last night's podcast, the whole uh, getting hit off the head with uh, Carlos Carrasco uh, was definitely something that uh, I wasn't fired up about. And tonight, you know, don't have a lot of the Blue Jays uh, that everybody seems to have in their lineups tonight, but I had a couple of them, and I had the guy, Edwin and Carcion, somehow 11 runs by the Blue Jays, and they're not putting up enough points. My guy, Edwin and Carcion, so we'll see how that one plays it out. And one of the things we're going to do is we're going to talk about what's going on over at DailyRoto.com. It was funny because on the cover was Joey Bats uh, for the Major League Baseball uh, situation out there. And he had Mike Leone over there giving the premium advice for basketball from last evening. And you go to the forums there, and there's a lot of great, great writers there that are absolutely nailing stuff around. So to me, it's funny because I tell people this story all the time, how last year when we had the six-day break in the hockey season, I was going over there and I was playing daily fantasy hockey by going to the forum and and reading the people's articles and guys that I thought were well-written and they had great responses and thoughts. I was like, damn, you know what? I'm going to jump in and I'm going to knock it out of the park and I'm going to uh, take a shot with their lineup. And I was able to cash in a tournament over at DraftKings. It was the funniest thing in the world because I felt kind of guilty about doing it. But you know what? I'm excited about it. I love every moment of it. And I love what they're doing at TillyRoto.com. And if you guys are playing in any big events, we want to hear from you in the message boards. And secondly, if you've got things that... Uh, in the industry that you want to uh, either promote or something you want to discuss, uh, you get that opportunity over at DailyRoto.com, and you can take every moment and every aspect uh, to go over there and absolutely get it done. Tony Cicada, Daily Roto Podcast, right here. From Drew Dinkmeyer, Mike Leone, and, of course, Adam Hummel, the creators of DailyRoto.com. And we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this.
Tony Scott are back with the Daily Roto Podcast, and it's telling you what's going on here. A little high behind the scenes action here as we had another guest scheduled. Max Albert, Fantasy Aces Basketball Championship runner-up. Uh, Max is missing, and Max is not getting it done. So hopefully we can have Max uh, calling soon. We're just going to go over and give a little brief preview of tomorrow games, and this was totally unplanned, so we're going to see how this one works out. Uh, Mike Fires and John Lackey going at it. Seven and a half total here. Milwaukee at St. Louis. Now, Fires is a guy uh, that struggled in his first attempt at starting, and I told you guys on the podcast that this is a guy that had beset by injuries uh, throughout spring training. I think it's a guy you could take and accomplish, and he could probably go up against. But Milwaukee bats, uh, the big-name bats, you're going to have to pay a price for. I would probably sit that one out, but that is a 145 contest. Uh, so when you look at it, that uh, you, you don't have to play in them if you're a guy that plays in night games. There are a couple afternoon games, two games there. So I, I would generally tell you to uh, sit out that slate. And if you're playing at FanDuel, you definitely can't go and put these two games in and play in an all-day event, so be careful about that. The second day game is Kansas City, Minnesota, Jason Vargas versus Tommy Malone. Man, I was so wrong about Tommy Malone last time out. I uh, was a guy that absolutely gets crushed in a great pitching ballpark. Now he's back in Minnesota, pitched well the first game against the Kansas City team that's on fire there. Uh, of course, Malone definitely susceptible to some strong right-handed uh, par- uh, parties there, but an eight total in this one is kind of surprising to me in Minnesota. Uh, that being said, I probably sit out the game, and I'm going to sit out the totals there and concentrate on the night action in this one. And it starts off with Philadelphia and Washington, Cole Hamels and Doug Fister. I think the Washington batting order, even though you've seen them put up some runs in Boston, uh, they did get Jason Worth back. It's still got a uh, work in progress, and I believe Cole Hamels is a lot better pitcher than anything they saw in the Boston series uh, in Washington ballpark. They're six and a half total in Las Vegas, 134. Uh, we're looking at there. I think this is a great opportunity for people to say, hey, you know what's going on here? Cole Hamels is what's going on. So I think you can absolutely go that route, and you could play Cole Hamels as your pitcher there. Uh, from the Philadelphia side, remember, Doug Fister's a guy uh, that's a solid pitcher, not a strikeout pitcher, not a great fantasy pitcher, uh, but a guy with a low total that you're probably going to sit out of this from an offensive standpoint. What we did see is a change in the batting order. Michael Taylor, who was always a cheap option, is no longer batting leadoff. So uh, that has been taken away, and he wasn't putting up any points there, so uh, shouldn't be suffering there. Uh, the New York Metropolitans taking on uh, the Miami Marlins. Jared Kozat and Dylan G in this one. And, of course, the Metropolitans tonight getting all over the Marlins. And Kozat's a guy that doesn't fool anybody, doesn't strike out a lot of players. Uh, it'll be an opportunity, Ken, for the Lucas Dudas of the world to uh, have an opportunity on a very short slate, not a lot of options there. That Lucas Duda, Daniel Murphy will come into play. Curtis Grandison, if he's at the top of the order, and make sure that David Wright is in your lineups uh, by the time that game starts. And then we have a six and a half total with Arizona and San Francisco. Uh, you look at that with Archie Bradley and Madison Baumgartner going at it. I don't like any of the hitters in this game. Look at San Francisco, a great ballpark. Now, Archie Bradley, I don't think he can go crazy on. He let the one hit up in that start, but he had a ton of walks. 
Now, there's a San Francisco batting order that's not very good. Uh, Hunter Pence, just one guy being out, makes a huge difference uh, in that batting order. I am going to say that I would not go Archie Bradley unless he was cheap or on a two-pitch in sight. For me, uh, you got Madison Baumgartner taking the Arizona Diamondbacks out uh, of their uh, you know great hitting ballpark and putting them on the road. And then Cole Hamels, I think, are both better options in that game. So I would be sitting those ones out. And then the final game you have is Tampa Bay's Chris Archer versus Aaron Sanchez. Sanchez absolutely struggled first time out. Archer's been nails throughout the season. I'm looking at this as an opportunity for Chris Archer, again, to prosper uh, against the Toronto team, but a tough matchup. When I mention those other matchups, it's one of those things that those guys are uh, better plays. Now, if you're in a two-pitcher league and, and price is the point, Archer could come into play there. Aaron Sanchez is a guy uh, that you saw excel as a, a reliever out of the bullpen, and then you wonder after the one bad start, can he come around and make it as a starter in Major League Baseball? Uh, Tampa's offense isn't great, so it gives him every opportunity to play there. And a lot of people will be off him because they get bombed. So if you're playing on a two-pitcher site, it gives you that chance there. Now, Archer, a right-handed pitcher there, uh, a guy like Donaldson would be out of play. Some of the lesser guys that put up big games uh, tonight, the, the Pompeys and the Pilaz of the world, you know what, I'm not going to love those guys. I'll probably look for cheap elsewhere. But we got most of the games tonight uh, with low totals. The only two games with high totals is an afternoon game at 1 o'clock uh, with Kansas City and Minnesota has an 8 total, and Tampa and Toronto, that's it. The rest are all low totals. So you don't have a lot to choose from. I uh, don't like the Tampa batting order, but you're going to have to go and get most of your bats from Tampa and Toronto. It's Tony Sakata, Daily Roto Podcast, and of course, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. You heard it there from a champion of FanDuel who won $100,000 in the FanDuel Fantasy Basketball Championship. He needed the money, so we got more serious about playing Daily Fantasy Sports. And I know each and every one of you guys are Definitely serious. If you listen to a podcast, you go to dailyroto.com, you could be the next guy that could have that great, great aspect of getting it done. So thank you for joining us tonight. I look forward to a big show tomorrow. Stay tuned for more great action from dailyroto.com.